0: and just like that, guys, we're here. Divisional weekend. It's another weekend in the NFL playoffs. This um Back with me again is a guest who's been on the show quite a few. He was here last week, but this is the first time it's ever just him and I. Danny. That's right. Just, just Danny and I tonight. No Big Rat, no Phil, no anyone else. Just him and I talking it up, mucking it up. Danny, man, how are we feeling tonight? Hey, man. Griff finally gets to go
1: one-on-one with the great one. So, you know, it's a pleasure to have the floor to myself tonight. No Big Rat, no arguing. But I'll throw my shots here and
0: there. You know what? So just stay tuned. You know what? It's all good. It's all good. I'm sure you guys will be back on together before the Super Bowl at some point. I got... Of course. And just to tease you guys, I got some good guests lined up, so don't you worry if you're wondering who's coming on. I got stuff going on behind the scenes, but those details will come out eventually. But I was going to start with divisional round, but we've got a new head coach in the NFL. Urban Meyer officially hired as the Jacksonville Jaguars' uh, new head coach. Big
1: Urban, man. Big move for them.
0: Big move for them. I I just want to, like, find out the whole financials behind it, though, because, like, this is a contract where I'm, like, this is high-risk, high-reward for them, though, where, like, look, either he stays and builds a winner or, I don't know. Oh, also, too, uh, Scott Linehan has emerged as a uh, prime candidate for the OC role. Wow, that's
1: what he's going with.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just feel like this is high-risk, high-reward, though, in the sense of, you know... Wherever he goes, he's great. But then, whenever he leaves, the school is either in scandal. It's right before the school is about to like completely suck again. Like what happened at Florida. What happened at Ohio? Ohio State didn't necessarily suck. That was health reasons. But there is always like scandal and stuff involved with him.
1: Yeah, my my concern is is he going to have the team control as well? Because I, I think you know I don't think he goes there without that team uh, control of the fifty three. So that's gonna be interesting to take. And then for that, I know it's probably a shot in the dark, but do you think he would go Justin Fields? i say obviously not, but like you can't rule out the question there.
0: Uh I don't think so. I think it's just the ma- I think he's there for Trevor. I think it's yeah, for as much as an Ohio State guy is, I feel like he's there for a few reasons. One, does he like London, England? Uh two, is it's probably Trevor Lawrence, because I feel like Look, it has to be because look at it too. Like look at Cliff Kingsbury. As soon as Cliff Kingsbury two years got hired by the Cardinals, we knew they were going Kyler Murray. Yeah, of course, of course. So I think it's the same thing because like Urban, it's this is just a good one. It's a good hire for them. But like I said too, it's high risk, high reward just because of the no NFL experience. I even told someone I'm like, look, year one I'm fine with. It's year two because if is a bad year, it's not like he can go out and just recruit whoever the hell he wants to come and play from like him and Saban do at the college level. You got to deal with the chips you're given, and the big. Then you are 100 percent right though. The total control of the 53 is huge because, like, are they? I feel like the general manager they're going to bring in is just someone who's there to like, I don't know, kiss ass and just say yes to cap, whatever. Yeah, salary cap guy for sure. Yeah, I have, It's going to be a cap and analytics guy, which that's the other thing we'll get into later. But I saw the Detroit Lions hired a GM today, and Atlanta's closing in on someone. But yeah, it's going to be. It's got to be a, a cap guy. It's got to be someone who's like probably not that known.
1: Yeah, so so my thoughts with it though is like this it's gonna either go really good or it's gonna go very bad you know like he'll be out of the door within two to three years I don't know how him and, and Chad Crown are gonna mesh you know from from that the Jaguars had the most NFLPA uh, grievances filed on them last year by far yeah so you know that that culture and you know that that whatever's going on there you know it hasn't been you know um, good to say the least you know so it depends you know Who's he going to bring in, you know, defensively? Because their defense is really bad as well. If they're going to just, you know, rely on Trevor to just carry them through, you know, which I thought the Jets would do. Obviously, I'm wrong on that. I'll admit that. But it's not going to work. So it it depends who they bring in free agency, if they can draft. Um, And just if he can transition to the pros see what happened with Nick Saban. I know Nick Saban doesn't have a franchise quarterback like Trevor Lawrence is going to be. But it is a different game. You can't rule that out.
0: No, it is a completely different game. So that's why I feel like there's no middle ground with this hiring. Like I said, it's high risk, high reward. Either, look, he gets in there. Because like, the first year, even with Trevor Lawrence, I would still probably pick either Indy or uh, Tennessee. Unless, like, Jacksonville has this lineup that you're just like, oh shit with. But going into the year, I'm not going to have, like, these crazy expectations of, hey, they're going to go, like, 13-3 and and win it all.
1: And that is sad, because a lot of people are going to have high, high, high expectations for them, and I just don't think they get it right year one. So the more pressure will be on year two, you know, how, how much patience are they going to have? How much patience is Irving going to have? So it's going to be a very interesting uh, situation to watch unfold.
0: And even back to the culture thing, too, they actually had a, a thing called Lock and Jade they wanted to do, like, build a bunch of, like, condos and, like, an office tower and I think some restaurants and stuff, like, right by the stadium, but the Jacksonville said no, so... That's just another thing when it comes to, like, culture is not only, like, on the field, but, the, like, the off the field and the fan expectation, too. Because if it's one of those things, it seems like in Jacksonville, hate you go to the game. For those of you who go, they've had the tarped seats forever. But now, like, it's going to be a big matter of how can they do this. And also, too, the London-England thing, like I said earlier, is a, like, jokingly, but it's, it's a factor, too. Because we know, I think uh, the cons signed up to play, like, two games a year in London over the next few years.
1: Yeah, you can't rule that out. That's, you know, historically been a thing since uh, Chad has taken over the team. So, I don't know. It would be hard to do. I don't know if it gets done anytime soon. And I don't know if Urban Meyer would really be in favor of that. Who knows? You know, that's just me talking shit. But um, that's definitely something uh, interesting to watch.
0: Yeah, the London thing's a huge dynamic. Because obviously London's a huge money-getter for the NFL. Obviously, didn't happen this year with COVID. But it's just a big thing, too. Because, like, hey, two games a year can quickly turn to three or four, depending on ticket sales are and everything with Jacksonville. But... I feel like the hire of. And you also do. everyone saying, like, oh, Meyer's a hire. He's going to fill seats. No. Nah, Tre- Trevor's going to be the one to fill seats. Like, obvious, yeah. like, even too with the Pats, like, when it was Bill and Brady, no one's going there. Yeah, I'm here to see Belichick coach. No, nah, you're there to see Tom play quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, prime free agency candidate, I think they could get is Marcus May. We'll see if that happens, but who knows?
1: If that's what you think?
0: No, nah, I'm just fucking with you.
1: <laughs> I was going to say. I per. Um. You know they 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 have the most cap space in the league. I don't know about after cuts, but as of right now, going into the new league year, they have the most cap space in the league. So Shad's going to open the wallet. You know th- this is a great free agency class, probably one of the best I've ever seen. A lot of teams that don't have money aren't going to be able to be giving out these contracts they normally give out. So if Jacksonville capitalizes on that, they can they can build their team quick, same as the Jets.
0: Yep, like Pittsburgh and other New Orleans, some teams Philly, who, Philly yeah. teams who are strapped for the cap. But then you have teams like. Jacksonville, New England. My only con to this and you can relate to this is two years ago, I believe it was you guys who had unbelievable cap and everyone expected the Jets to go make these crazy moves and like obviously they got Le'Veon Bell, but it seemed like too they kinda got finessed into or I believe it was still McCannan at the time, got believed yeah, that's
1: McAnon. Um yeah, they paid a shitload of money to C J Mosley who's played one and a half games for them. So, you know, the jury's still out on him. He's still getting paid a shitload of money. Yeah, I'll be honest, um, with Le'Veon you- Bell didn't work out. But, yeah, no, no, it's uh, it's interesting, bro. But it's a different year, you know, it's a different GM handling it. I think he just, uh, as far as the Jets, he's going to be targeting smarter smarter uh, free agents here, not just the superstar Madden name.
0: Yeah, exactly, like, you have to play your money smartly. Because the one thing I was going to remember with McKagan as well was, apparently someone got in his ear and said, like, oh, or Le'Veon Bell's agent told him, hey, Le'Veon's got more from this team. But so that's why they gave him. I think it was like fifteen or some half or fifteen a season. But in reality, no one else had an offer. It was just Le'Veon finessing the Jets to give him more money. Yeah, eh? they
1: were they were bidding against themselves. Yeah, and, and I've read numerous numerous reports that agents and other GMs did not respect the tag. And he he was just an awkward guy in the room. He didn't feel like he they didn't feel like he belonged there. So I mean, I could see the why that happened and why he was out so quick.
0: Yeah, exactly. You had an awkward guy and then you had an awkward beat reporter that got fired. So just a little awkward situation passed. And then I'll be honest, when you guys uh, signed CJ Mosley, like I almost was just like, oh, fuck. Because like, I know how, how disruptive he can be or who he was with Baltimore. But yeah, like for some reason, it just hasn't worked out with the uh, Jets with his injury injuries last year and this year. He didn't even play. He opted out with COVID, uh, because of the whole COVID uh, pandemic. So we'll see what he does this year. But just getting off urban, going on to the Jets now. I, part, after, like, everything that's happened in the last few days, and also I told you this earlier today too, and I'll say it again. You guys, like, posting the photo of, like, the coach and stuff and, like, the, the Jets Yo, graphics, hey. I'm like, they hired I, – I thought they hired Robert Sala. Now do they hire Arthur Smith. But in all realities, I, I think you guys are getting Smith. I think Arthur Smith is going to be the next coach in the, uh, of New York.
1: I read that um, he's going to take every interview. He's going to sit down with everyone. Um, but as of right now, the Falcons are in the driver's seat. The thing with Arthur is what the Jets have came out and said, uh, what they're looking for in their head coach, which is someone who can be in the offensive meetings, the defensive meetings, can deal with the New York media, you know, and just be like a CEO. I hate using the word, but like a CEO type coach. I don't see how you see how Arthur Smith fits any of that mold. He's a great offensive schematic guy. He's Adam Gates, but better, like a lot better. You know, you know, I'm not. I hate to compare the two, but you know, like that's what the hire would feel like for me. I wouldn't really get excited. I would be happy that it's not Doug Peterson, don't get me wrong, but, like, you know, when you have a guy like Robert Sala coming in here, you know, that just fits the mold of what you're looking for. And the fact that they let him out the door, you know, I know it's different this year where you're having the the Zoom meetings and then you're actually having visits. So I don't really know if I should put too much stake into him leaving. Maybe he does want to, like, visit and see what's going on. But, you know, the Jets are a good situation, man. I don't want to hear it from anyone. You know, you have the number two overall pick in the draft. You have no cap restrictions. You have a lot of picks in the draft. You have the extra Seattle uh, first rounder, which is going to be twenty-three. Thank God for losing the Rams. Kind of made up for us uh, beating them. You know, and costing this number one a little bit. So you know, they're half forgiven there. But um, you know, this this is a good situation. It's not bad if it's done correctly. And from what Joe Douglas has shown, unless he goes out and hires Doug Peterson, you know, I'm going to put my faith in them.
0: Yeah, exactly. I only said the Arthur Smith thing, too, because also I heard today Chris Sims say that a lot of people, he knows in NFL circles, he was saying that he thought that uh, the Jets were kind of in favor, or more or less a favorite the higher Smith. And then the solid thing is weird, because it's like they uh, had the Zoom interview, and then he got, he was at the facility, I believe, in, uh, I don't know where in the exact city in Jersey is where you guys train?
1: Yeah, Florham Park.
0: Florham Park. Yeah, like, he was in Florham Park, but then all of a sudden he was in Philly. So I'm just trying to figure out what, like, Were they just doing that to, like, cross the I's and dot the T's? Or are they serious? Because I think I said this before, but my only concern with hiring a defensive coordinator is the offensive coordinator position is just a revolving door. Because, say, for example, let's give this example out. I know you're not going to like it. You guys keep Sam. And you end up drafting, let's say, like Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith with that second overall pick. And this, you have a new OC come in. He makes Sam look great. Chances are he's going to get a head coaching job. Like, look, Case Keenum got Pat Shermer the Giants job. So it's yeah, just... No,
1: I've, read, I've read a lot about that. A lot A lot in the Jets beat that they're scared and that that would be a negative thing. Listen, if there's a day where another team wants a Jets offensive coordinator as a head coach, I can't be mad because that's never happened as me as a fan. You know, that doesn't happen. So if we had an offensive coordinator that good to, to make that a real scenario, like, that's fine. Um, as far as an offensive... Uh, Coordinator with Robert Sala. I've heard nothing but good things about Mike McDaniel from uh, San Francisco. So um, I know he's supposed to interview with the Dolphins and the Seahawks. But you know, if he's bringing Shanahan's scheme with him, I, I I don't see anything that could go wrong there. Obviously, things can go wrong, but like you know, the staff that Sala would um would would, would hire there, you know, you have nothing but optimism to to look forward to there. So. Um, that's why I do want Salah is because I'm not worried about him being a defensive head coach. He's going to be a head coach. He's not going to be the defensive coordinator. So people are going to motivate off the energy he feeds, which, you know, you clearly see on the field every Sunday, you know, him jumping around and bringing the energy. So that, I feel like that's what we need right now.
0: And also to running up and down the stairs of every Running uh, up and down state. the
1: stairs. Yeah, everything. Man. Yeah.
0: He seems like just that like guy that kind of like eats, sleeps and breathes football. A um, couple other questions just quickly, uh, just to my knowledge, did did you guys keep Frank Bush around, or is he? Did you let him go?
1: Frank Bush, uh, I don't believe he's still around no. And I don't su- think so,
0: and I assume Dow Logging got fired as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: he's yeah he. Dude, that's that's Adam Adam Gase's little bitch. So anywhere Adam Gase goes, he'll be there too, oh, including okay. next year too.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Sure. Just one. that. just one. that. what. So, no, it's an yeah, interest- I
1: think I think they did relieve the whole staff because I saw Frank Pollock. He was our uh, offensive line coach. I think he got an upgrade in Cincinnati which where he came from Cincinnati so I'm sure they regretted letting him go but uh yeah I think they got rid of the whole staff there
0: okay okay just just I just that that's just me crossing my eyes and dotting my t's that across yeah uh, I eyes could my be eyes.
1: wrong I could yeah. be wrong but as far as I as far as I know
0: just my public knowledge like I don't keep up with the Jets beat as much as you but I also feel like too with the head coaching searches it's kind of like you know when we were back in like the 7th and 8th grades and there's like those dances where, or you see it in TV shows like where all the boys are like, yeah, we're going to dance with all these girls and stuff and then you get there and it's like the boys on one side, the girls on one side and everyone's just awkward as fuck? Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah.
0: That's I feel like the head coaching searches, and this whole thing is like Shad Khan is like that weird awkward kid who approaches like the hottest girl in school and then they start dancing and then eventually everyone else is going to start to build confidence and go after the coach. Now, I'm yeah. not saying Urban's the most, I'm just saying that in the sense of the name and the Let's say the hype behind Meyer. That's why I made the hot girl reference. But I feel like now because one, are also two, uh, because that one domino fell, the rest are going to slowly fall.
1: Yeah, that's what normally happens every year. Um, as far as far as um, you know, another team. I think a lot of these um, coordinators are still in the playoffs, so a lot of these teams are going to sit and wait on you know Frank uh, I mean, Brian Dable and whoever else is out there that's still in the playoffs. Um, so like as the Jets, like you can't sit around and wait for you know, these guys to finish up in the playoffs. Because, you know, what if you don't get your guy and then the guy you wanted, Salah, Smith, you know, let's say Brady maybe. I haven't really heard too much on Joe Brady. You get hired elsewhere, like you're screwed. And then you're looking at Doug Peterson, which, you know, is my ultimate fear. I'm still a little scared about that. I don't believe it happens because you just went through this whole process to, um, you know, to find your guy. And I don't think Joe Douglas would really want to risk you know his his future on doing what they just did with Adam Gase, having a uh, head coach get fired and then just immediately hiring him. So we shall see.
0: Exactly, because even so, I'm just looking at Twitter right now just to see some other news and notes from the day. But like you said too, uh, before we get to the news and notes, um, you w- obviously a lot of these guys go after their buddies and stuff, but this is a case where you know what that may not be the best thing and not the it's it's not the best thing to do because look, obviously Doug won a Super Bowl, yes, but ever since then. Billy's been shoddy. Like remember, uh, I don't know. I don't remember what the record was in twenty eighteen, but twenty nineteen, they were five and seven, and they had to win their last three, their last four games to get in. So and it's very rocky roads, and it's turning out now with Doug that he wanted went, uh, he wanted Hurts, but clearly Roseman and uh, Laurie wanted Wentz. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But just uh, looking at some news and notes, uh, Brad Holmes has accepted the. Uh, general manager job in Detroit. Uh, He was formerly the uh, Rams director of college scouting. And uh, Terry um, Fontenot is the favorite to land the Atlanta job. He's currently with the Saints. So I feel like that's one of those things where once the Saints are eliminated from the playoffs uh, or if they win the Super Bowl, he will take that job. And then can we talk about the Steelers quickly of how the Browns have ruined ruined them? Like today they have fired Randy Fickner, their offensive coordinator, Offensive line coach Sean uh, Sarrett and defensive backs coach Tom Bradley are not having their contracts renewed. Now, obviously, it's not fired, but it's pretty much your contract was not getting renewed. That's basically the polite way of saying, yeah, we're firing you.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, my question is, is if they're not going to fire Tomlin this year, he's definitely got to be on the hot seat going into next year, though. Oh, and then they, have, they have a lot of questions. Are they keeping Big Ben? You know, they have some free agents here. Bud Dupree, Juju Smith, you know. James I know they have TJ Watt and all their other receivers, Claypool and uh, Deontay. But uh, you know, they're 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 gonna get a little weaker and if they keep Ben around, you know, like I think this team's already peaked and reached their ceiling, which is what they did this year. Maybe they can get to a divisional round next year, but you know, this team isn't winning a Super Bowl. No nah. what happened to the defense? The defense started off so hot to start the year and it's just you know, like the Browns embarrassed them, bro.
0: Yeah, like I like the first play, I'm like shit, Super Bowl forty eight, like right that's my immediate thought. Yeah. Um. But with the with the Steelers though, I don't even know how they expect now Ben to learn a new offense at thirty nine. That's the other thing that baffles me. Like, and then too, I think Juju's gone personally because I think he's gonna Possibly. go. I I just think he's gonna want term over money.
1: And and the Steelers the Steelers cap situation isn't great. No, it's by not. Any means it's not great, and they have a like, aging roster. I know they have some blue chip players, and uh, you know Minka and you know TJ Watt. But, you know, you have some free agents here that really, you know, produce for your team, including, uh, I, I don't even think I mentioned John Connor. I know he wasn't really a factor towards the end of the year, and they usually always find a running back, uh, Pittsburgh. But, you know, the, 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 the team has questions. The Browns are only getting better. Burrow should be back next year sometime. You know, I'm not really looking at them as a, a playoff team next year, but, you know, the year after. And then, of course, you have the Ravens. So, you know, that's a very competitive d- division. And if you fall behind, like, you're going to fall behind. And and the Pittsburgh way has always been winning,
0: so. Exactly, but then they had, like, those weird, um, they didn't win pretty much in the 1980s, but everyone forgets that, but even, too, like, they've gone through only three head coaches in 52 years, which is remarkable.
1: insane. Insane.
0: Yeah, but, no, next year, like, I look at already Zach Taylor, Mike Tomlin, Matt Nagy, and Mike McCarthy as... And Vic Fangio, as well for that matter, as on the hot seat. I think.
1: Yeah, you hate Vic.
0: <laughs> it's not that I hate him; it's just that he is his style is not what the Broncos need to win. Which the Broncos, by the way, hired a GM. Uh the he was the former assistant in a uh,
1: very good hire, George Patton. Yeah,
0: yeah George Patton. He used to, he was the assistant GM with the Vikings, and then he was been with the Vikings since two thousand and seven. So clearly, he did something, but. Man, like, the fact, too, that Elway's not in power anymore, I think you're going to see a Chicago Bears situation there where they bring in a a competent backup to, like, you know what, fight Drew Locke. Because for them saying, yeah you Locks know, Locke's our guy, yada, 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 nah, I think, personally, I think Locke is overrated. I think it's, like, last year where we had such a small sample size that, like, everyone bought into the 4-1 and one hype, and then yeah. he, he just crumbled. But, no, my, my beef with Fangio is, if they, I know for as good as their defense is, even without Vaughn Miller this year, their defense was really good. If you want to, you've got to produce offensively. So, and you, they also have a lot of good players. They have Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. Noah Fanta, and a very underrated tight end, in my opinion. Uh, Jerry Judy, Hamler, Cortland Sutton was out all year. We'll be getting yeah. him back with a torn ACL. And if Locker... Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, even to Garrett Bowles is a guy that's really come out up out of nowhere and impressed me. Uh, yeah. Remember, this Bronco team almost beat the Chiefs a month ago.
1: I do remember, yeah. Yes, you know, they beat the page, They beat your Patriots. They beat the Dolphins. Yeah. You know, they they have some good wins under
0: their belt. Yeah, they they did. The only thing is though, it's like that's where the lock thing comes in. Because if you remember that Pats game, they only scored field goals. They won eighteen to twelve, but it was six field goals. You can't win games all the time doing that.
1: No, almost never.
0: No. So that's my, that's my only thing with Fangio. Is that it's not that I hate him. It's just that he's a great coordinator. He's an okay head coach. That's all. I, I do. Yeah, and, that,
1: and and that's what I think Robert Sala is not, you know, as far as when you said, you know, not bringing in a defensive guy. I think that's what Vanjo is. He's a defensive coordinator. This happens all the time with, you know, look at Todd Bowles. Look at um, uh, who was the – Vance Joseph was another one. Yeah. You know, that those coaches don't really succeed. But uh, I don't think that's what Robert Sala is.
0: No, Robert Sala is a different breed. I think Robert Sala is what everyone thought Matt Patricia was going to be as a head coach.
1: Yeah, there's another one. Yeah. There's
0: another one for you. Chuck Pagano's even another one, too. I'd put him in that category. Um, and also, to my quick thoughts with the Bears is I honestly don't know what they're doing. And I said this on Tuesday with Phil and Markeem. They're either going to be really good or they're going to be horrible next year. When
1: I say really Thanks, good,
0: go I'm not saying they're going to be world beaters. But I think this team is capable of winning, if making the potentially making the playoffs or making that push. But if they don't win more than eight games, Nagy's gone.
1: Hundred percent, but you know what are you what are you doing at quarterback? Because I I don't think the right move is to bring back uh, Trubisky. I don't, and they're gonna lose Allen Robinson. So that's you know their offense is already not the greatest in the world. I know um, David Montgomery came on at the end there, but you know you're gonna need receivers as well. So it's 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 a tough uh, situation there with the offense. You got to figure out quarterback. You need wide receivers. um, You're tight. You know they they have a revolving. They love tight ends over there, but they never seem to find one. So.
0: I wanted Cole Komet in New England. That's all I have to say about that.
1: <laughs>
0: I wanted. He might I wa- be
1: good. He might be good. He's, had he's shown some stuff.
0: He's had flashes. He's a Notre Dame tight end. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And also, too, uh, they didn't have Tariq Cohen all year. He tore his ACL very early that's in the season.
1: One. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, Tariq Cohen can make plays. Jimmy Graham, I don't think, will be back. I think he may retire. Um, And as for the rest, that's why I think for them, it's it's sink or swim with the Bears.
1: Absolutely, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as today, you know, if they ran back that same team, I don't think they, uh, I don't think they get it as a playoff team. So oh. they know big changes have to happen for them to uh, compete in that division.
0: Exactly. They got in only because Arizona was just too incompetent and lost their last uh, two games.
1: What a meltdown! Holy crap! Yeah, yeah, that was. And I, I was high on them back in like October, November. I was really high on them. I don't know what happened there.
0: The second they got DeAndre Hopkins, I was like, "Yo, I they were my dark horse pick to go to the playoffs this past season, and they didn't do that."
1: And they should have. They
0: should have won. They should have. But anyway, so, let's let's stop yeah. talking about teams that are out of the playoffs or looking for head coaches, and let's get to the divisional weekend. We got some big games coming up. Uh, first, we're gonna go in order. The first game we got, man, Green Bay versus L.A. This is a game that honestly intrigues the hell out of me because L.A. last oh, yeah. week. I I remember we were all on here thinking, yo, Seattle's going to handle this and everything, but then the fact they got it done with an injured Jared Goff proved, and I'll talk about Seattle later because I think that's another team with a lot of problems. Um, L.A. can bang. L.A. can hold with anyone in the the NFC, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no. um, If Green Bay expects to just walk into this game and win, that's absolutely not going to happen. Um, you know that defense played out of this fucking world. Russell Wilson looked really bad on uh, Saturday, Sunday, whenever they played. Saturday, uh, yeah, Saturday. Ultimately, I do think the Packers win. Um, you know Aaron Rodgers is just on another level right now. He's the MVP. Um, the defense, you know, they, they, how healthy is Jared Goff really going to be this week? Because he he was not he sh- he did not play well enough to win that game. That defense completely bailed them out, and uh, you know he did make plays when he needed to. But against Green Bay, like you gotta go score for score with them if the defense doesn't show up. And I just, you know, with with, with Garrett, Jared Goff has shown, um, you know, some weeks he does come out good. But in this situation, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it happening. So definitely give me Green Bay here. I think they. I think they'll look good. I think they'll cover. But uh, it might. It might. It might be ugly to start.
0: You know what? I think the fact if, look, Jared Goff's got to play his best. McVay did announce today that it is Goff starting. It's not going to be Wall or anything. Like, and that's the other thing, too. You just probably had to love Jamal Adams playing like crap as well. Like, he, Oh,
1: my God. I he,
0: loved it. He had no interceptions. Like, I, I can talk about Seattle, too, but we'll talk about this game. Uh, this is another team, though. Man, Brandon Staley is another defensive coordinator that I think could be a head coach in this league.
1: I agree. Yeah. I do agree. I, I like him as well. I do. Yeah,
0: He came up out of nowhere Brad Mc- And that's the other thing too with McVay people don't recognize. The ability for him to find talent. Like he's got two head coaches in the NFL right now. He's 34.
1: <laughs> Which is insane. This guy is like a generational coach bro.
0: Yeah. He's one of those coaches that only comes around once in a while. But with this game right here, look if Aaron Donald can man- get it fine. Even him too. He's banged up. But the fact too that he had two sacks in like I think at least 10 games this year, like, for as good as Mahomes is, man, Aaron Donald is the best player in football right now. Like, the man's just He should
1: should get defensive player of the year, right? Who else would be competing with him?
0: Uh, I have TJ Watt, personally.
1: TJ Watt? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a possibility as well. Yeah, that's an interesting one to watch, for sure.
0: Yeah. But with this team, though, like, I don't think we've seen a defensive defensive lineman this good since, like, Lawrence Taylor or Reggie White. That's the level we're Mm -hmm. talking about. Um, but with Don- – with Don- like, that's my big X factor in this game is not even how Donald can play um, – that's my biggest X factor. My biggest matchup I'm looking forward to, man, is Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams.
1: That's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jalen – and I-, I was looking at Jalen stats. Um, I think they posted it somewhere where he's just been locking down every – all these wide receiver ones, man. I mean, Devontae Adams is a different animal. He's probably one of the top three best receivers in the league right now. Yeah. Um. So he's definitely going to have his hands full. But uh, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be staring at that uh, side of the field a lot in
0: that game. Oh, 100. percent Because that's the thing too. Like that's that's the other the key to this game as well. If the Rams can shut down Devonte, there's a very good chance that they can win this game.
1: Yeah, and I mean they they also have to shut down Aaron Jones too. He, he's yeah. been playing very well this year too. Yeah.
0: Jones has been kind of wish washy though. Like he'll have a game where he just balls out, and then he'll have a game where he's kind of like or He'll do something average, and then he'll just like spike. He's kind of like a roller coaster kind of player.
1: Yeah, towards the end of the year, I know he started off the year really, really hot. Yeah. Um. So if he can get that going again, he's definitely a dynamite player as well. Yep. And you know, and uh, Marquez valdez that He he makes plays every game, bro. Every game he'll make a play. So you know, you can't you can't let him get behind you.
0: This is why Aaron Rodgers is my MVP. Like, if I did a vote with the Associated Press, I'd give it to him because, like, look how he can make Devontae look good one game, then he can make like Valdez Scantling, and then he can make like Robert Tanyan look like. He's Tanya, Travis Kelsey. Man, he, 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 who the hell knew about Robert
1: Tanya, man? You know, he has, like, what, eight, nine touchdowns this year. Yeah,
0: like, undrafted tight end, like, from some small school in Texas, I think. Like, really good story. Okay. But with this game, too, like, I want to pick the Rams just because, like, and part of me also wants to see the NFC Championship rematch from a couple of years ago.
1: Just, oh, so you're going Rams here?
0: No, I was going to, but, the, uh, like, uh, okay, the more okay. I'm thinking about it, I'm going, I'm going to go Packers just because I think the cold weather thing is going to play into the hands of the Packers. But I'm going to think, man, this is going to be a good game. I'm going to say
1: 24-21. That's close. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting to see uh, in that cold weather. If God's if son gets hurt, you know, if it gets hit, you know, you're going to see Blake Bortles get in there. So that would be uh, something to watch for as well.
0: With the greatest playoff. That's the thing, too, I want to mention with the Steelers quickly. The Steelers have not been the same since Blake Bortles got to them. Like, remember how this year – they got cocky and ahead of themselves or being Cleveland. Remember two years, three years ago, they were like, oh yeah, we're going to beat the Jaguars and we're going to go to New England. What happened in that game? Jacksonville just came out and stunned them.
1: Talking the way they talked this week or last week never works out for a team ever. Why do they do it? What, what's the point of doing it? Nah, you know, and, and you gotta you gotta put some of that on the head coach as well, man. Your, your team has to know not to go to the media and say shit like that. And look what yeah. happened—you got burned because of it. So yeah. And then Chase Claypool is still out here, you know, making a fool of himself, saying you know all oh, the Browns are going to be on the couch with us uh, this week, whatever. Motherfucker, you got beat by them. Shut up. Like no one cares what you have to say. Your quarterback threw four
0: picks against a suspect defense. They didn't even have their head coach. That's what makes this thing yeah. even worse for Cleveland, for Pittsburgh. Excuse me.
1: In Hines Field, too. In Hines Field, where they never win, ever.
0: Yeah, like, the, all, the first time that the Browns won a playoff game since, I think, like, 1969 and, and on the road.
1: Yeah, man, what a weekend between them and the Bills winning games.
0: Oh, yeah. Which, that's what we're going to next, man. Buffalo, Baltimore. This, besides the Sunday night game, I think the Sunday nights is the most intriguing. This is the most interesting, because this is just a matchup. And Max Kellerman said this today. and He says a lot of stuff I don't agree with. But he said this. He thinks the winner of this game moves into like that top echelon of like elite quarterbacks in the league right now, and then that other guy's like the sixth or seventh ranked guy. Because man, this this is a matchup that's going to be exciting.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair to say. You know, yeah. he, do, he does have a lot of hot takes, but that's definitely uh, something to look for. Um, me personally, I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'm going with the Ravens here. I think Josh Allen isn't going to be able to, you know hit his receivers the way that he's been doing all year. I think this is the first time he's really getting tested. The Colts are a good team, don't get me wrong, but they're not the Ravens. Um, you know, and if they, if they, if they, if, if, if they the Buffalo can't run the ball outside of uh, Josh Allen. Uh, Zach Moss just went down. Singletary had a disappointing year. So if if they're forcing Josh to pass the ball and they know the pass is coming, I think it might be uh, an ugly day for Josh. The man ball- so uh, Lamar, you know, he finally got over that hurdle. Let's see what that does for him. You know, maybe that unlocked another Lamar Jackson that we haven't seen yet. Uh, Buffalo's defense has been sus- suspect, so um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Ravens here.
0: You know what? For as much as like I, I, I've never really liked the Ravens, man. I and also I don't like the Bills, so this is a game where I'm like looking at it like, oh, I could care less. But in reality, I got to look at it from a football analyst perspective. Because look, I know we don't. I say this many times. I don't get paid to do this. I do this for the fun of it, and I'm on here to pick. And I got to be partisan and fair. I'm going Baltimore. Because one thing stood out to me with this Bills defense was Jonathan Taylor looked unbelievable in that game last Saturday, mm-hmm. and it's and if J- and if J.K. Dobbins can look not even as good but half as good as what Taylor was, they're going to run wild because that's the one weakness of the Bills defense is their run game. Is their run defense? They can't stop the run. It's happened to them this year. Derrick Henry had that game with them in October, and even too. Uh, the, uh, not the Monday Night Football Patriots game, but the first Patriots game. The Patriots are the same thing. They ran the ball really well against Buffalo. So, we'll see what happens. But this is a game where, look, I think dreams kind of get crushed for Bills Mafia. I think that last week they kind of pulled one out. They And also, too, look, Colts defense is good. But, man, Marlon Humphrey is a baller. Marcus Peters is a baller. Um, Deshaun Elliott, man, that guy can hit, like, that's a guy, like, you do not want to face in coverage, so that's another matchup, man, like, Mar- Marlon Humphrey going up against Stephon Diggs, like, if Diggs gets shut down, it's going to be a long day for the Bills.
1: Yeah, no, they're definitely playing with a lot of confidence, confidence on, uh, on defense, and another thing about that Colts uh, and Bills game, you know, that sack Josh Allen took and he fumbled, if 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 his offensive lineman doesn't fall on that, you know, we're we're going LOL Bills all over again, you know, Josh Allen fumbled the game away again. So his offensive lineman really saved the day, you know, falling on that fumble because that was a really bad sack there.
0: And then Brandon Bass coming out and just dropping his ball sack on the Colts with that like fifty-five yard kick. Um, yeah,
1: and and the way that the, the way the way Frank Wright managed that game, or maybe Phillip Rivers, you know, having no no uh, urgency to just you know, you know, why are you huddling in a two-minute drill? Like you don't have time to do that. Why are you like, being? Look s- what happened? You know, they stalled at the fifty-yard line and they ran out of time and they had to. Shoot a uh, Hail Mary into the end zone. They shouldn't even have been to that point. You know that was a clear fumble. I'm I'm so shocked the league the league called it like that the way they did. But um, you know regardless, they had the shot, and you know you mismanaged the game. You had a chance to go to overtime there.
0: Yeah, my one thing too about that game was you had that, but then also too you had the chances for them to go downfield and get a field goal. Like you always take the points. That's what you're taught to do with football. But Frank decided to go for it and be cocky. And be cocky, like sometimes being cocky can bite you in the bite you in the butt really quickly, and it did for them. Like the whole anal, like I saw the SpongeBob meme going around of like the analytics with like capital letter, lowercase letter, and all that stuff, and the capital letter. Like at the end of the day, I put that loss on Frank Wright. I think it's a coaching mismatch. But John Harbaugh is not the coach that Frank Wright is. Frank, uh, like Frank's a good head coach, but John's just got so much more experience. The one factor to look at too, is Wink Martindale's going to have his, his boys ready to go.
1: Yeah, that team's playing pissed off right now. They're playing inspired. You know, they flew under the radar a little bit. They might still be, but once if they beat the Bills this weekend, they're definitely going to have a lot of steam going into that AFC Championship.
0: Oh man, like and even too, like we'll get in that matchup in a second, but whoever they play if the Bills do win this game Saturday night, and I'm going I'm going I'm picking Baltimore and the Bills, excuse me. If Baltimore wins the game, whoever they face in the AFC Championship, man, that's going to be a good I'm not even gonna say good it's gonna be a sexy matchup like I know that word sounds weird but it is that's what that the yeah. AFC championship has the potential to be um but now with this game I'd put a score on this I want to I wanted to say high scoring shootout but I just think defense is gonna win this game a hundred percent and I'm gonna go Baltimore I'm gonna say 20 to 16
1: 16. what's the spread on this if you don't know uh, if you
0: know all right I'm gonna take a quick look at it just uh just a,
1: I think I, it might be Bills two two and a half. I believe last time I saw it.
0: Cool. Just give me a sec. I don't have my phone. on because it's charging in the other room, so I have to check on okay. on the okay. computer quickly. I'm, oh, whoops! White spread? Uh, ball. Uh, Buffalo at two.
1: Buffalo at two. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you know they have the Ravens being the underdog, which is right. You know Buffalo's at home. They're thirteen yeah. and three. But yeah. um, yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty eight. To 17. I don't even think it's close. Well, it's kind of close, but, you know, I I just don't think Josh Allen looks the way he's been looking all year in this game.
0: Yeah, It's, like, manageable. It's, like, not a blowout, but it's not close. It's in between. Um,
1: It's going to be one in the fourth quarter, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I also didn't ask you this before but uh, because I didn't have it on, but Green Bay and L.A. is a – and I also don't think you said a score. uh, Green Bay, L.A., Green Bay's seven-point favorite. Do you think they cover?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be 20 – Eight to
0: thirteen. I like that score. I like that score. And with my score with sixteen, I think that there's going to be a lot of Buffalo drives where the defense clamps down, or the Ravens clamped on third down and uh, stop it out, and uh, just like stop them and have them set up a field goal. So it could be a long night for Allen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And also, I would just love to tweet out like. Lamar circled the wagons, baby, just to like piss um, off The First monster. thing I'm
1: doing is I'm retweeting that uh, the the Bills dancing so they can't touch this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm not a you day if they lose. I
0: tweeted I tweeted out saying that was dangerous, but look like now it could be dangerous. It could be dangerous in the sense of hey, it could bite you in the ass. Um, on to Sunday now, where we got two great games. And this first one, I don't think anyone saw it coming. Man, Cleveland going to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Arrested Chiefs.
1: My boys got it done. The, the, I've been hyping them up all year, and Big Rats has been telling me all oh, year, you're, you're dumb, you're stupid, the Dolphins are better, why do you believe in this team? But I believed in the talent, the defense, you know, got them the head start. But listen, man, that game, regular Cleveland Brown shit, they're blowing that game. And, and the fact that they dealt with that momentum swing, because it it, it, you felt it coming, like, you know, the Steelers were going to claw back into the game and uh, eventually possibly win that. But, you know, hats off to Baker. You know, he drove down the field from, what was it, like the five-yard line, I believe. It was like a 90-yard drive. And, you know, they put it in that zone. They put it away. Um, hats off to the Browns, man. They're not going to do it again against the Chiefs. I'm sorry. No.
0: Do they cover 10?
1: Um, no. I don't think they cover 10. I think, you know, what you saw in the second half from the, from the Browns' defense is what they are. You know, um, the, they, they, they didn't get – Big Ben threw him a bone the first play of the game. You know, yeah, started off seven nothing, and then he was just making awful decisions, awful reads. So you know, Ben 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 played terribly that game. I don't think Mahomes plays anywhere near that. Um, I don't think he turns the ball over. He, they, it's it's just it's too much firepower for the Browns to uh, to deal with. And if the pass rush gets on Baker, you know, it might be a long day. So I think this. Uh, I don't think this one's close. I think the, the Chiefs cover here.
0: Um, I think one of, and also too, Before I actually get into my point, um, I remember I tweet. I was uh, just talking with uh, guest, of the guest in friend of the program, Andy McNamara, who works for a big news company out here, Danny called Roger Sportsnet, and he does like a lot of fantasy insider stuff. And he comes on once. He comes on once in a while. He's actually coming on next week. So uh, spoiler alert for the next show, it'll be Andy and I, uh, and maybe some other people. I remember telling him just like, hey, good luck and everything, because he's a huge Browns fan. And he's like, oh, thanks. And I'm like, I don't feel too good. And I just said, hey, man, any given Sunday, it, it can happen. But I think this yeah. game is going to go one of two ways. Either we see the same Chiefs team that played against the Falcons that almost went to overtime with them, but who missed that field goal? Or this is like a, just a mammoth blowout. Like, I don't see an in-between where it's like, you know how you gave the score for like Bills and Ravens and, th- and like yeah. Packers and Rams where it's like, Twenty eight to thirteen and like I think you said twenty eight to seventeen for Baltimore to win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um for as much as I wanna pick Cleveland for the hot takes, I gotta be smart and I'm going Kansas City. But I don't think it's exactly a blowout. I think it's closer than I think it's one of those games where it's like closer than people think, but then Kansas City kinda pulls away. I'm gonna say thirty one to fourteen. Chiefs win. Okay.
1: Okay, yeah, um, th- yeah uh, it's possible, man, don't get me wrong, you know, it's just, I, I, I don't know, I think the Chiefs got right with all these, like, close love, close wins at the end of the year, and, you know, this five week's going to help them out a lot, so I think, you know, I think they're going to come out and prove, like, yeah, we're the world champs, you got to go through KC, you got to beat us, and I think they're just going to look, you know, naturally really good who they are here.
0: Yeah, I can also see it, too, like, you know where... It's kind of like at half, it's like I don't know, like fourteen to ten or something like that, and then Mahomes just finds the gas pedal and takes off in the second half, kind of like what happened with uh, the AFC Championship game last year with Tennessee. Remember, he had that crazy run right before half, and then after that, it was kind of all, it was over.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I think yeah.
0: something similar could happen in this game too.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, last last all last playoffs they they, they came back from huge leads, so it is possible. <laughs> it's very possible, but um, you know, if, if they if they come out if they're if they're in gear, you know, it shouldn't be close. It really shouldn't.
0: No, it shouldn't be. Um, before we get to our last game, I actually want to ask you a question. Did you see the whole Andre Johnson and, like, Arian Foster stuff with the Texans?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't see Arian Foster. I saw DeAndre uh, said something and uh, Andre. Yeah. Well, but uh, what, did, what did Arian say?
0: I don't know what Foster said, but I think he kind of agreed with Johnson. But the one thing with uh, I learned with Andre Johnson is apparently he only tweets when it's, like, for him to make money. Mm-hmm. So for him to speak out is a lot. But that's how you know your organization is run badly. Either a your legendary quarterback is trying to kiss a female reporter on air, or b you have former not just nice former players. <laughs> oh, man. It's a classic clip. I'm sorry, Joe, Joe Namath and Susie Colbert, It's like an <laughs> all. It's like a. It's like a Dennis. It's like that Dennis Green like meme level clip.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Bears are who we thought they were, um, mm-hmm. which right now is true, actually. Um, with with former, not just former players though, with like legends of your franchise speaking out against what the franchise is doing, that just proves how incompetent of an organization the Texans are. And even now for them to go out and like say, hey, we want to interview Enemy, it's like, it just seems like it's a, like a Fitzpatrick versus Vegas like uh, play for them. Like, you know, where he's getting face masks and he just throws that ball up in the air and we don't know if it's going to get caught or not.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a desperation move to yeah. keep Deshawn because that's what they're doing. They clearly didn't believe in him if they didn't request uh, to interview him. And if I'm Eric the Enemy, why am I taking that interview? Hell no, no. You had your shot, you know. And now that everything's under scrutiny and you know everything's under the microscope, I don't want to be a part of that. Hell no. But um, you know, uh, a lot a lot of people are saying Jack Easterbay is, is the reason for all this. No one believes in this guy. And I like I didn't really know who the hell Jack Easterbay was. So, you know, I, I researched a little bit and see, like, where the hell this guy came from. And I don't know how the hell this guy's in the position he is he, at all.
0: He finessed people and lied and basically said that he had more experience than he actually did.
1: Yeah, which is, you know, I'm not surprised coming out of New England. But, um, you know, and he's, he's been trying to uh, get uh, Nick Cassidy, what is his, uh, however you say his name? Casario. Yeah, Casario for, for a while now. I know Bill filed uh, t- tampering charges against the, the Texans. But he finally got his guy, so his fingerprints are all over this. Deshaun probably sees all of this, and he just doesn't believe the direction they're going in, which I don't blame him. Now, do they trade him? What, what's This is going to be a really interesting story uh, to follow. I think they should.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I honestly don't know. I For as much as I'd love for him to come here, it's just the cap, it's too big. But I've seen Deshaun's social media, man. He's with his, like, rocket ship of a girlfriend, like, on vacation right now, not giving a shit. shit. Like... Dealing with that, you look at his Instagram like he's just chilling on a boat, not giving a fuck, just being like,
1: as he should, as he should. He went through yeah. a tough season.
0: Yeah, you know what? He's a he's the franchise quarterback. No matter where he goes, my my nightmare scenario is that whole Deshaun goes to Miami and then the third pick into a go to Houston because I do not want Deshaun Watson in the AFC East for as no. much as, like I, for as much as I know Big Rap would love it, I do not want it personally because then like look, you have Deshaun Watson, Josh Josh Allen, more than likely Justin Fields, and an Whoever comes into New England as the quarterback's like man, the QB <laughs> <TV issue>. Garoppolo. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I honestly am not uh, opposed to that idea. Everyone tells me he sucks and everything, but I'm like, look, if he can stay healthy, he can play well. I personally just don't think uh, Garoppolo fits in the Shanahan system. That's all I think.
1: Really, and that's hard to do, man. He's so QB friendly.
0: Yeah, which I think it's just the, it's the right guy. Part of me still yeah, thinks he, that. Yeah. Part part of me still thinks that. The, uh, on an, another note, that the 49ers... I think Shanahan still wants cousins
1: oh man I, I don't think so I don't I don't know about that especially that contract I don't know I mean it's possible but you know if, if you if you have a chance to get to Sean you know if you're, if you're the 49ers you have a chance man I know uh Miguel my buddy Miguel you know Miguel yeah he was uh he was telling me today that his buddy's a Niners fan diehard and he was listening to sports radio up there he thinks they're gonna offer uh Nick bosa in the package which you know that makes sense man Nick bosa you know two two to three first round picks why would that not get done? But, you know, it's all on the Texans if they want to move on from him. So, we'll see how ugly it gets. John have you Lynch. Seen, uh, have you seen the Texans burner accounts, though?
0: Yeah, I've seen you. I've seen the ones that you've brought up and everything. Oh, my
1: God. That's 100% them, bro. There's no way it's not. It's hilarious.
0: Yeah, like they're literally trying to put out their own fire. They're trying to do whatever it is. It's a PR nightmare for the team and the organization right now. I still like, no,
1: no one in this world is defending Jack Easterby. And you have this guy over here, you know, like, Jack is doing everything he can in the organization. Like, dude, that's totally you, bro. This is a Brian like, Colangelo
0: situation for them right now.
1: Yeah, it's embarrassing, bro. That's that's a very dysfunctional team. And, I mean, James Harden definitely just took some fucking pressure off uh, the Texans for a couple days, but...
0: Yeah, that's another subject I can get into, but this is a football show. Um, yeah, yeah. The thing with the Texans is, though, and the whole Easterby and the tampering stuff for Casario... Two years ago, he tried to hire him. Bill blocked it. And then that's when the tampering stuff came in. So then there's all the memes going around in New England saying, like, oh, look, he didn't want Casario going there because he thought, hey, the Texans were a good organization. Which two years ago, they were. They were winning the South. They were in the playoffs. They just could never get over that hump and make it to a conference championship. And then all of a sudden, the Texans are this bad, dysfunctional organization. He just lets Casario walk. Like, this just proves that how smart Bill Belichick is. He's playing yeah, chess no, while no, we're all yeah, playing for checkers. For sure,
1: for sure. You can't discredit Bill.
0: No, you can't. No one can. I know. I have a little bit of a Homer opinionated bias on it, but at the same time, too, you 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 can't discredit Belichick. Belichick's just a puppet master.
1: You know, every every coordinator that's left the the, the team hasn't really succeeded anywhere else. So, like, he knows who to let go, who to not, and he blocked. He, you know, maybe this is a good thing for the Texans. It's just like you know, the media light on that team right now. The, the, I don't see how it's getting better anytime soon for a while. Exactly. And they don't even have the draft picks to get out of this.
0: No, and also, too, they don't have a first-rounder, they don't have a second-rounder, and their cap situation is awful. That's that's the main reason why I think J.J. Watt's getting dealt is just to free up cap room, but at the same time, too, the return may be ugly on it.
1: I don't even know if anyone's going to take his contract. That's the thing. Um, it's possible, don't get me wrong, but he might just straight-up ask for the release. Everyone was saying,
0: everyone saying Pitt, I didn't mean to cut you off, everyone was saying Pittsburgh, but I'm like, yeah, the Pittsburgh situa- cap situation is just as bad, because like that's the other thing, too, I didn't mention. Ben, if they decide to cut Ben, it's $22 million in dead cap they'd have to owe him. So unless or, they can reach, or you
1: can keep him on the books and, and have a $40 million cap. It's, so, it's you a, know, like, what do you want to do there?
0: Yeah, like, either Kevin Colbert... Uh, Kevin Colbert's got a tough offseason ahead of him. That's just... We, we'll we talk about that, folks. We're going to talk... I'm going to have all these guys on. I need to get, like... I want to do a podcast where it's Danny, Big Rat, and Markeem. That's going to be something that's going to happen. Because I want... Once the Super Bowl's done, I want just us in a room... Like, I said this on on Tuesday, I believe. The whole, you know that whole thing that sports broadcasters say where it's like, we're the actual voice for like the 100 drunk guys in a bar? Yeah. That's the kind of podcast I want to have where it's just the four of us all just like, or whoever, like all the mix of all of us Twitter friends that um, just shoot the shit and discuss just crazy hot takes and then we'll take it from there.
1: Hell yeah, man. Good vibes always here, bro. I yeah, you know bet- no, things get heated a little bit, but we all, we, all, we all like each other. We all fuck with each other, so you know everything's never personal
0: here. 100%. Uh, it's
1: always a, always a good time every time I've been on.
0: Yes, sir. But anyway, let's finish this one on a hot note. Because we've got a playoff matchup that I've personally wanted to see for years. Obviously, on this is different circumstances, but we get Brady versus Breeze. The late game, the Fox game. Man, I have one of two takes. I'll get into it. But this, this game... Man, I know you picked Tampa to go to the Super Bowl, but the way they played Saturday night, if they have that exact effort, even though Brady never really got pressured, their offense, if their, if their uh, defense plays the way they did against uh, Taylor Heineke, who almost lit him up, if <laughs> they play like that yeah. against Breeze, man, it's going to be another long night for that Bucs defense.
1: Yeah, how about Taylor Heineke, man? Hats yeah. off to that dude, bro. That was yeah. that was awesome. That was probably a top 10 NFL moment of the of the year there. Oh, 100%. So hats off to that guy. That guy fucking boiled out. But um yeah no I think I like Brady said bro everyone's got to stare themselves in the mirror man like that, that that has to be a get right game that can't happen again um you know but also you know it's very very hard to, to be not only a team twice in a year but three times in a year and the Saints didn't look you know that amazing against the Bears you know the Bears had a shot you know in the Trubisky was was he, was he was doing well man there was a drop touchdown in the end zone the long one you know the receivers were dropping dropping balls left and right, so they, I don't think they looked as great as uh, as they normally do as well. Anthony Miller so, got
0: kicked out for fighting, yeah, or yeah, for Miller something. Anthony Miller got
1: kicked out. Um, you know that was probably the worst game of the weekend. But um, yeah, no, um, it, the, the, the Brady's got to get right there, bro. I mean they played a, they played a tough defense and they still were able to put up points, but their defense, you know, all year has just been suspect. So I don't know. First of all, I don't know how that would top Bulls again. Head coach interviews. Like, I don't know what people are seeing there, but... Uh,
0: they, you I'm should know like that firsthand.
1: Like I said, man, that's my Super Bowl pick. I think uh, I'm going to trust Tom Brady here more over Drew Brees, and I think they get right here, bro.
0: The only way I... Like, I can't see the Bucs doing, like, a comeback thing. I think whichever team gets ahead first is who's going to win. If the if the Bucks stick to what works for them, I know the Bucs have struggled against a lot of these uh, good teams, But if they play a game like they did against Green Bay, yeah, they're going to win. But if they play that game where, you know what, they're having that dink and dunk offense where it's not working or Brady's getting pressured, it's going to be a long day. Like, that Buccaneer O-line is their – the Buccaneer O-line and their DBs are probably the weak points of their team. And I agree with you, too. And I was about to say, you should know better than anyone that Todd Bowles doesn't deserve another head coaching job in the league. Great defensive coordinator, but, like, as a head coach, he did a lot of stupid things with the uh, New York Jets.
1: Yeah, which I, I don't think they're actually, you know, looking at higher Todd Bowles, but you know, things have shocked me before.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, with this game, I'm I'm still riding. I have I'm riding with the Saints, but I think one of two things happens: either the Saints win, or they get their fucking hearts ripped out again. I think if they lose, it's gonna be some like crazy ass. I'm not saying like an uh, obviously last year with the Kyle Rudolph push off or the Roby Coleman uh, PI, which I actually went back and watched that today just because I wanted this, just to just analyze it for this. Breeze had two receivers open in the end zone on that play.
1: Wow,
0: and he had Tommy, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, and I watched it. Tommy Lee Lewis was in the back, did a swing route to the outside, and I guess that's why Breeze went to him, figuring, hey, look, we get this first down, game's pretty much over, all they had to do was run it in or even kick a field goal. Um, But, if, man, I just think the fact that this, uh, Breeze is probably done at the end of the season – is why they're right. They're just they're basically they're riding them until they're riding them until the sunset. I think that if they lose after this though, like now I'm gonna be like every year everyone asks how can this team start 0 and o after the last th- three years in the playoff uh, of just heartbreak. I think if they don't win it this year, I don't know when they'll win a Lombardi again for the Saints. I'm sorry, like I know my dad's a Saints fan, my sister's a Saints fan, but that's just that's my honest opinion about the Saints because that's another team too that's in cap trouble.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, they haven't gotten it done in over 11 years, what, 09, right, they won? Yep, so, 09. I mean, and they've had a shot every year, so this is what the Saints do. They don't, they don't, uh, they haven't even been to the Super Bowl since then, right, That the last time they won.
0: No, they so, only went to the one, uh, they've only been back to the one NFC Championship game two years ago.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to put, I'm going to put my trust in Tom Brady here, which, you know, like, the, you should know better than anyone else, you know, what Tom Brady does the Patriots have looked bad in playoff games before and came out, and, you know, they get it done every year. I know this isn't the Patriots, but they have just as much, if not more, talent than any of the Patriots teams on offense, at least, that, uh, that Brady's been with. So I think I think they get right. You know, they're not forgetting about the Saints beating them twice and, you know, absolutely embarrassing them the last time. Um, you know, the, the team, the, they, they've proven it. They beat the Packers, bro, the number one seed in the, in, the, in, the, in the NFC. So they're very well capable of beating good teams. They just haven't, you know... Lived up to that. I think they get right here, and I think they go. They start their Super Bowl runs this this weekend.
0: Um, I um, this is honestly where I'm going to have to disagree with you. I think that this game is this game is a dog fight. That's going to be back and forth. But I think the Saints are going to do just enough to win because like the first two games weren't really close. But with with this game, the big thing I'm also looking forward to besides the Bucs O line is Janoris Jenkins shut down Rob Gronkowski like crazy in the first two games. If they find a way to stop Gronk, I it's going to be a long day for them because also too the Saints have the deep their DBs can defend well. But I think this is going to be I'm going to put a ball on it thirty four to thirty one Saints win. It's just going to be a dog fight and like they kick a late field goal to win the game with like as time expires.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you that it's going to be a dog fight. It's not they're not just going to walk in and win the game. No. Um, as far as stopping Gronk, you know, like I don't even think he's the number one option there. You still have Godwin, you still have Mike Evans, you still have Antonio Brown's finally comfortable in the offense, which he wasn't the first time they played. It was like their what was it his first second game playing it on was the his team first game. So like he he's been he's been balling too. You got to give Antonio Brown credit. He's been playing really really well. Um, Ronald Jones should be back, right?
0: I think so. He didn't play.
1: Ronald Jones should be back. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, Cameron Brady stepped up big against the Redskins. So they have so many options, bro. It's just, yeah, it's a bro- you're 100% right about the O-line holding up. Yeah, um, that, That's going to be the, the key difference in this game.
0: Because you, cha- you had Chase Young poked the bear, and the bear poked back. Meanwhile, the Again, same... never works. No, never works. And, like, even two, the other thing that they... The, this is the reason why Washington lost as well. They got way too aggressive on their pass rush trying to get to him. They were throwing, like, crazy blitz and zero coverages on Brady... But then, too, they played man in the DBs, and the second you do that against Tom, you're going to get burnt. I'm sorry. I don't care how good of a defensive back you are. You play man coverage against Tom Brady. You're you're asking to get beat.
1: Listen, and it's time for the Buccaneers' D-line to step up, man. There's way too much talent on that team to not be getting to the quarterback. You know, between JPP... Um, you know, you got Sue on
0: there. You got um, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, had, well, Levante second, David, second,
1: Devin White should be back, right? Yeah, That's I think a so. Big piece. Devin White coming back is a huge piece. Levante so, David um, too. Yeah. Levante David was going to get paid this off season as well. Yeah. Um, so like, it's time to put it all together, man. Like, I know you guys got embarrassed last time and whatever, but you know, you got to change up your game plan. Ty has got to get this game, you know, put this game away and show that, you know, we are what we, what we say we are.
0: Yeah. Part of me still has a feeling, too, that if Tom... And also, too, there's two rumors I want to address. No, well, not rumors. Two things I want to address. One is that apparently people are starting to say, oh, will Edelman go down to Tampa and join them? I'm just like, nah, that's not happening. I think Edelman either their if they finishes, Edelman's a career patriot. Um, the other one is, part of me still thinks that if they were to lose this game or not go to the Super Bowl... Either Byron which or Bruce Arians is getting let go, and they're bringing in McDaniel's. That's something I still strongly believe in because him and Brady never really left on fractured terms. Because if Brady wants to win, I think part of me thinks that he's got to do what LeBron's doing, where you know what, you get the guys you want and the guys you're comfortable yeah. with.
1: Yeah, that's Brady's team, bro. There's no denying that. Um, yeah. like Ari- yeah, I, think, I think Bruce Arians knows that as well, bro. I yeah. really think he does know that. I don't think they've been meshing, you know, like they have how how they should have. I so I think that's that might be in the back of his mind.
0: I think the only thing that really is keeping Arian's job around is if... And also for him to come out and say, like, yeah, we're playing for rings. I'm like, you don't say that in wildcard weekend. You do not You do not say that in divisional weekend. You say yeah, that when, well, you're, when your team has lifted the George Halas trophy because they're in the NFC. When your team says it gets that far, yeah, that's totally acceptable. But for now, you're playing one game at a time. You're not... Don't be thinking about the future. Think about the now.
1: Yep, 100.
0: Because like every year two too, I thought Patriots sure thing to win a Super Bowl. What happens? They get knocked out early. Like, and also too, if you're gonna love this, if Brady loses this game, first time he's won the divisional, a loss in the divisional round since uh, Bart Scott said can't wait, and that started my hatred for Bart <laughs> Scott. That, that
1: was my highlight day as a Jeff fan,
0: bro. I'll never forget that day. That literally is the last time Brady has lost in the divisional round. Just to think about that, the only two times he's lost from what I can remember is 2005 to the Broncos. And 2010 to the New York Jets. Didn't
1: he lose? Um, oh no, that was AFC
0: Championship. Okay, yeah. Which one? There. No, this is the this is the the divisional uh, round uh, where. Yeah, yeah. That, ben that Watson awesome. cha- yeah, chased I was thinking, down Champ Bailey. I was thinking about the Bronco
1: game, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, it wasn't the divisional round.
0: no. no, no. 2013 and 2015 was uh, AFC Championship. 2012 was AFC Championship. 2009 was Wild Card. And 2006 was AFC Championship for the Colts because that was the year that the Patriots went into LA and shocked everyone, which I still think was Philip Rivers' best chance to win a ring. By the way, was that get, when he had that unreal team? When it was him, Ladanian Tomlinson, Vincent Jackson, Antonio Gates.
1: Yeah, was that that wasn't the year he tore his ACL, right?
0: No, that was the year that LT uh, broke the rushing record. Okay, okay, okay. Or and not broke the record, but I think he had some crazier. And I think if it was like, I think. It's one of the best, like, fan- not just seasons, but, like, fantasy football seasons ever.
1: Yeah. And speaking of Philip Rivers, they need to move on from that dude, bro. I hope they don't they don't re-up his contract.
0: I think he'll sign somewhere next year, like, that, you know what, kind of needs a quarterback-ish or, like, to bring in someone. Like, even, too, I'm just thinking on the top of my head, like, the Denver Broncos aren't a bad option to bring him in for the right money, like, to compete with uh, Drew Locke or even have Locke learn for a year, because... If Locke is your guy, you gotta you gotta get him some experience. That's just a name I thought of right now because I don't know what other teams need a quarterback right now in the AFC that aren't going the draft route. Like obviously, you guys and the Jaguars should be drafting. Um, besides that, I can't think of any other AFC teams that like need a quarterback and do not say New England because I do not think that is happening.
1: As far as what Rivers or them needing a quarterback, no,
0: Rivers, Rivers, the Patriots need oh, a quarterback.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't see that happening either. Um, It's just like he, he he's going to want to go to a contender, though. That dude should have plenty of money. You know, why does he need the money anymore? So, I mean, if if, if, if it's not, you know, a contender, what's the point of, of staying around? But the Colts would make a big mistake if they brought that dude back.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I, for as much as, you know what, as good as he is, that's just – you, they, you got, the Colts have to move on and either trade for someone like potentially Wentz or Sam Darnold to do that, because I think if Sam gets traded it's not in March, I think it's draft night, like I think the second if, if uh, Roger Goodell says from Ohio State that second Joe Douglas is making phone calls to get rid of Sam
1: I think um, your head coaching hire, as far as the Jets, is going to determine like like if they hire Salah, I think they draft I think if Arthur Smith is uh, brought here, I think they keep Sam unfortunately yep. just because of what he did with Tannehill he's going to convince them, like yeah I can fix this dude
0: you know what? I do agree with you on that sense. I uh, agree in the sense of look. If they go with an offensive head coach, they're gonna dra- They're go. They're gonna keep Darnold and then draft either someone around him or Pene Sewell. Because I don't think you guys go defense with the draft. I know you have to fix it, but I think your Seattle pick more than likely is where you guys get a defensive player.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there should be some good ones around that spot too.
0: Yeah, the only thing I'll say about the Jets too is that if Quinn and Williams can make that next step to be an elite defensive tackle in the NFL. You guys are going to have something good going into next year. Not like when I say good, obviously, I don't mean like you guys are going to win 10 games and go anywhere. But like if you guys can have that season where it's like, look, hey, like what the New York Giants did this year, even where, hey, it's frustrating, but you'll win some games you're not supposed to, get the fans excited for 2020. Because I think 2022 is the year potentially we see the Jets make some progress.
1: A big thing with Quinnen is who they bring out, uh, bringing that um, outside linebacker. You know, you, this is going to be another, again, uh, Great class of outside linebackers. You're going to have, you know, Judon. You're going to have off the ACL, but Bud Dupree, you have Ngakwe. you have Hassan Reddick. you have, uh, you know, Shaq Barrett. So, you know, and they have money, bro. So it it depends where they decide to spend it because they need everything. They need everything. So they got to make this work somehow.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, anyway, guys. I think that wraps it up for today's episode. You know what, a quicker episode, probably the shorter one of the shorter episodes that Danny's been featured on because most of the episodes he's with someone else and we usually go at least an hour and a half, but I don't mind it. But you know what, today, a little short and sweet episode. I know it's just over an hour, but that's going to do it for episode 56 of YWC Football Talk. Hopefully everyone enjoys Divisional Weekend. Uh, Danny, thanks for enjoying me. I like hearing your picks and your analysis today. We'll get you back on really soon, my friend. Appreciate it. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Like I said, enjoy Divisional Weekend. Hopefully your teams win. But anyway, guys, we'll see you uh, next week to recap everything and get you ready for Championship Sunday. Have a good one, everybody. Peace. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, say the damn do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose sharks undercurrent podcast, NBC sports.